fair or unfair, I don't really feel like many people run for office anymore with, maybe <laughs> run for office ever with good intentions. Uh, I think it's the nature of politics, so I don't really begrudge politicians who are corrupt or get corrupted or sacrifice principles for personal uh, furtherment. You know, I understand that that's what politics actually is. Um, unfortunately, for me, what I always found that I loved about government and about poli I mean, about politics is the government. I actually like thinking of ways, and, and I'm sure there are many of you out there too who like really thinking about ways we can improve our system, that we can make our country something spectacular and unique. Unfortunately, what, what happens is politics is a competition by nature, and it causes a lot of the worst aspects of human nature to take precedent over some of the better aspects of human nature. And in a country like America that was at the time of its foundation something that changed the world and over time has become something more bloated and less impressive, at least compared to some of our counterparts and in certain aspects. Um, one of the things that happens is we, we have this disconnect the politics kind of separates into two things, but we don't link the two things together. Where it's this party, two-party system, we're so involved in who's winning elections, and who's holding power, and who's winning in specific arguments, that, that the competition is what becomes the most important aspect, rather than the government and the governance of the country, which is not only an equal aspect, but probably the prime ultimate aspect. Um, one of the things I've, I've been fascinated with over the last few weeks is this concept that's prominent in Taoism. And it's this notion that government should do without doing. Meaning it should exist to keep the people well, but it should do as little as possible. It's a very libertarian sort of notion. You do as little as possible. But you keep the people as happy and as healthy as possible. And I don't think we're that far off in America from being very capable of being something so unique and splendid and brilliant. But unfortunately, we're so caught up in kicking each other's asses and making each other suffer that we lose sight of the whole and it, it's so cliche and it's so trite of an argument you know, when we are reductionist like that it gets mm, murky but at the same time it's true we do so much because we want to do everything that we haven't really considered going back to the basics. We've never taken the time to think about what worked, when it worked, and how it worked, and what can be applied now. America is and was successful because it relied on the notion of individual strength, but unity. 
And I don't know. Uh, I'm just getting at the point that in our politics, it would be nice. And I think ultimately in the long run, it would be beneficial if we focused on how we can make this system something brilliant. How we can take what our founding fathers gave us 200 years ago and position our nation to be something that sets the stage, lays the groundwork, and again gets back to our tradition as being a nation that other nations strive, strive to emulate. How can we become again a nation that other nations strive to emulate? And it doesn't depend on the president or the congressman or the, or the senators or the Supreme Court justices. It depends on, this, on the people expressing their will. It depends on Americans clearly stating their ideas together with rationality and reserve, but also passion and intelligence and inf information, true information. I think that these things are probably not that difficult to achieve if we focus less on what we have been focusing on, which tends to be a lot of noise and distraction. We're like cats to a laser beam, or we are like small children and shiny objects, we cannot focus on what really matters. And when we start doing that, I think we'll see an enormous change in our quality of life. I think it's really tragic and sad that America, that Americans aren't happy, that Americans aren't proud, that Americans have so much shame and guilt and loathing, self-loathing. Because despite the actions of the most corrupt of our system, despite the fact that our system has bred evil, the people and what we believe in is good. And we have always at every turn fought for what we've believed to be good. Unfortunately, our system has been taken over by people who aren't good, has been used for things that aren't good, have done things to many people that isn't good. And we have caused a lot of pain and suffering. And there are many people in this country that would love nothing more than to cause pain and suffering to people who don't think or look like them. But simply being a conservative or a liberal or a Democrat or a Republican or a leftist or a rightist, whatever you want to call it, doesn't make you inherently good or bad. It does not give you a moral superiority. It does not make someone a racist or a Nazi or a social justice warrior. The, those things are the crux of how we have been led to the slaughter. Those words and those labels and those attitudes are at the core of our plight. The first thing we need to do is take our heads out of our asses and take our heads out of the sand and take a good look, at a look around at what is happening in this country and recognize that in spite of what you feel about Donald Trump, he is not the same as the people who've come before him in terms of what we're used to in our, in our politics. And that represents an inherent opportunity for both sides to try to strike something new. America is a place of opportunity. Your opportunity is before you. Go seize it. What do you want to see this country become? And go, go shape it. 
And it's easy for me to say I'm not doing it either, but I think the discussion needs to begin. And I think the discussion needs to begin at what is this country? What should we be and how do we get there? In my opinion, we are a country of tradition and value. And our values are clearly defined and our traditions are clearly defined. I don't think there's a single right in our Bill of Rights that needs to be curtailed or changed or or regulated or restricted. That is an absolutely foolish notion and it is one that is likely to get us all killed or at least oppressed for decades. So in my opinion, Americans need to focus on what the Founding Fathers wrote and why they wrote it, and then we need to try our very best to execute it to the T in modern day society. Once we do that, we can take back our elected offices, we can take back our rule of law, and we can take back exactly what our vision for this nation is, our foreign policy, and our imprint around the globe. Lastly, I really think it's important and I think it would be beneficial if Americans stopped looking to the government to save them. I think that we need to move towards a libertarian government. I'm not a libertarian. I'm, I'm pretty much a leftist. But in this instance, I think we need to move towards a libertarian federal government that increases states' rights. I think the primary role of the government should be to increase the happiness of the people and the health of the people. Those are the primary issues. How can we make our people live longer and be happier? If we can achieve those two goals, I think we will we'll improve this place for everyone in it. That is not a leftist or a rightist position. That is not, that has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with Nancy Pelosi. It has everything to do with the American people. If we work together, both parties to increase the happiness and the health of this nation will solve many issues. It shouldn't be about spending. It shouldn't be about liberal. It shouldn't be about Democrat. It should only be about solving those problems. Last thing, my name is Sal Biazzi. My blog is salofdeerth.com. This is thought one.